to the Michael Papinchak Show. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the show. You know, one of these days I'm going to remember to look up what show this is before I actually do the show. I can never remember. All right, so it's show 86. This is show 86. TMPS 86. All right, all right, all right. Let's get this going. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm on my I'm on the SoundCloud page and I see the last show was called the Blue-footed Booby. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. I'm flying solo today. I have a very busy busy uh, busy weekend. It is uh, Thursday. Um, yeah, Thursday night. I had to go uh, into work today, even though Thursday is my day off. I finally, um, after all all these weeks, um, as most of you know, I did start a new uh, position at a new dealership, and um, I did go a few weeks without selling a car. And um, you know, at Lexus, I was kind of like on a roll. You know, I was nine months in. I knew the processes, knew the product. You know, kind of just had my shit together and was uh, just going forward. And I decided to uh, move uh, dealerships, and it's really like starting all over. I mean, it's a whole new process, a whole new way of doing things. Of course, um, you know, a whole new product. I mean, that's kind of uh, you know a, a given. But it's really a lot, you know, it was not as, uh, I don't know why, but I kind of thought I would get over there and just in my first week, I just like sell a car. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought since, you know, I'm on such a roll and doing so well at one dealership, I thought, hey, I'll just talk to a customer and sell a car. But you want to know something? They started asking questions. What's this do? What's standard? What's that? What's this package? And guess what I didn't know? The answers. And I thought, fuck. So I went through all the training, did all that good stuff. And uh, I finally, after all my trouble, sold a car. That's right, buddy. Kapowie! You just sold yourself a car. You get to know them. Ask them what they do for a living. Make them feel good. And then kapowie! You just sold yourself a car. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, whoop. Wiggle, wiggle, whoop. It's just like fishing. The Badger is probably the greatest thing that has ever happened to the car industry. Uh, I actually I actually kind of had to use a Badgerism the other day because this woman came in to look at a car and she kept mentioning her husband this, her husband that, and he's going to have to do this and do that, and he's going to have to call him and this and that. And I literally almost used the badgerism, well, well, let, let me know when your husband gets here. You know what I mean? And like, no use looking under the hood. Because I just kind of felt like, you know, we can do all the talking we want. We can do all the negotiating we want. But from our conversation, it really seems like you need your husband here to make any decision, which is really not I don't it's not really a sexist thing or anything. It's just it's a it's a husband and wife. This is a major purchase and all decision makers need to be in the room. And you don't think a husband comes in alone and says, "Well, my wife needs to be here. It's going to be her car." Or you know, I got to make sure that she likes it as well. It goes both ways. This is it's a it's usually a joint decision. I mean, yeah, maybe the guy kind of takes the lead, does the negotiation. I don't know, maybe all that kind of crap. But you know, at the end of the day, when it, when you have a married couple and they're going to get a new car, this was a family vehicle. Okay, and actually, that's why I had to go in this evening is I had to deliver my first car. Now I've sold four so far. But I mentioned this one is 
this 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 one technically isn't the first car that I sold, but this is the first one that I sold yesterday and delivered today. This is the first one that was I did the negotiation, which is totally fun. I'm not used to it. I definitely love negotiating. I'm a huge fan. I love the back and forth. I love the discussion. You know, it's really, it's a much more, I'm, 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 I kind of more feel like a car salesman now. I still like to use the word salesman because I'm, I, I do like the fact that we're now called consultants because I, I do feel more like I'm a consultant than a salesman. You know, in a way, you know, people who want luxury vehicles, they're shopping at Volvo, they're shopping at Lexus, they're shopping at Mercedes, they're shopping at BMW. And I, when they're in my store, whether it's Lexus or Volvo, I am there to consult them. You know, I mean, hey, this one time, I literally told the woman to go buy a Suburban. I said, there is not a Lexus big enough to meet your needs. I'd be, and I said, I'd be happy to sell you an LX. It is a phenomenal vehicle. It is the biggest Lexus available. But what, from what you're telling me, with the three rows up, you eliminate all trunk space. And therefore, when the whole family goes to the airport for the family vacay, there's going to be no place for luggage. You need to do what my mom did and go get yourself a Chevy Suburban or Yukon XL or whatever, whatever you want to do. And we have a Chevy store, it's downtown. Because based on our conversation, you know, based on the needs analysis, that's what this woman needed. Again, oh, you should have, don't spend their money for them, or don't do this, don't do that, or, you know, try to get them into, yeah, of course I want to sell them a car. That's my job. That's how I make money. But I'm also a consultant. I'm also trying to help people. And, you know, I think people appreciate when you're truly on their side and trying to help them. Because this whole reputation of these car salesmen trying to get one on, on, on you know, on, uh, what am I trying to say? Trying to get one over on people, that's done. Okay, I'm, I'm maybe the old school guys still do that, but uh, I'm not into that. I like being transparent, being open, and doing what's best for the customer. Maybe I'll lose a sale or two because of that. Maybe... If I was different, maybe I'd gain a sale or two. But, you know, like they say, there's no such thing as a good deal on the wrong car. And that's what I truly believe. You do not want an unhappy customer. Because as they say, everyone knows 250 people. And you have one customer with a bad experience, and it gets around to 250 people. And then of those 250 people, they all have 250 people that they know exponentially there's going to be 10,000 people in the greater Pittsburgh area who go, hey, that, that Mike guy up at Volvo, he really screwed over my friend. And then you're not going to get any sales. I'd rather someone say, you know what? We didn't buy a Volvo from him, but he's phenomenal. And if you're interested, please go to him. I would prefer that over saying, yeah, he sold us a Volvo, but it's not really right. You know, he kind of like, you know, I don't know, us into buying it or something or like, you know, twisted our arm. I don't like that stuff. I'm not into that. But anyway, I sold a car last night. I delivered it today. So I had to go into work, a young family and there are three kids. And it was just so nice to do that again because I just felt like I hadn't done it in so long. Like It's so nice to sell a car and then deliver it. So the other three, one is being delivered Monday and then the other two are our orders so Volvo has in the European car of the year, the XC40, which I really, really want. So in the Volvo crossover world, they got small, medium, large. Okay, they got the large car, the XC90, which is a kind of like my RX350 that I have from Lexus. Um, the um, it's it's their large crossover, and um, it does have a third row. Mine doesn't have a third row. The RX doesn't have a third row version now. But the XC90 does have a third row. And then they have the XC60, which just won the New York um, Car Show North American Car of the Year, I believe. The XC60 is the North American Car of the Year. Or not, I mean, or, or the, uh, let me look, look this up here because I, I want to I be able to say this correctly. XC60 Car of the Year. Let's see. Let's double check. 
the Volvo XC60 wins World Car of the Year in New York. World Car of the Year. So the XC40 wins the European Car of the Year. The XC60 wins World Car of the Year in New York. Can you believe that? So there are two Volvos that I sell that are the number one car awarded in their classes. And then the XC40, as I've mentioned, is the smallest one now. So you have small, medium, large. I really want to get an XC40. Now, they do a really cool thing with it with this vehicle. You can lease it and buy it just like a regular car. But you can also subscribe to the vehicle. So if you would subscribe to it, now you're limited to a Momentum or an R design. And the options are set. And that's how you're able to do this. You do a Momentum for 600 bucks a month plus uh, um, tax. And an R design, which is the sportier design, for 700 bucks a month plus tax. Okay, now, why is it 600? That's, that, Mike, that's kind of expensive for a car, for a little SUV, for like a 40 to 45, 46. So the ones we have, like one's 40 grand, one's 42, one's 44, one's, one's 46,000. And within those MSRPs, you have some different options here and there. Okay, so um, of course, between the 40 and 46, there's going to be a lot more options on the $46,000 car, but let's put it this way. To keep your subscription to that much per month, okay, the car has to be kind of limited. But why is it that much a month? Why is it six hundred bucks a month for a forty thousand dollar car? Let's say it's forty thousand. I'm not really sure of what the MSRP would be, because what is included in this subscription, it's twenty four months, fifteen thousand miles a year. So it's kind of like a lease, okay, included in that monthly payment is the payment for the car, the car insurance, excess wear and use protection, and tire and wheel protection. So let's say you go and lease an XE40 for 400 bucks a month, okay? Maybe 450. And then you go get car insurance. Well, if you think about it, yeah, you have your car payment, right? But then you also have to pay for insurance. So every month you have a total bill for your vehicle, which includes your car payment and then insurance. So you have your 450, and then you add on, you know, 50 bucks for um, your car insurance a month. Now you're at um, 500. Then you add another 50 when you a month when you add on tire and wheel. And then another whatever when you add on excessive wear and use. So in a way, if you would get all of these things a la carte, the subscription might actually be cheaper. You'd have to, can I, I did have a customer, and this is one of my sales, is this was a customer of mine who came in, we met, and she ended up subscribing to the XC40, and everything's done online. You know, you, you can come into the dealership to talk about options, you know, get some more detail, but you literally could go on, on uh, volvocars.com or whatever it is right now, go to XC40, build one, pick uh, care by Volvo, Momentum or R Design, build it, press subscribe, you put in your information, and you press submit, and it says your car will be ready in like, I don't know, May. I'm not sure what the timeline is. And you just select the dealership where you want it delivered to. So she selects Bobby Rahal Volvo, where I currently work, and boom, it comes in, I let you know, and you come pick up your car. And it's 600 bucks a month plus tax. And that's it. Every single one. And then if you get the R design, which is sporty, we're at 700 bucks plus tax. The R design is more equipped. Plus it has the sportier look. I would, I, I, I would freaking love to have an XC40. I don't think I'd subscribe. I think I could probably, with my employee discount, do a little better on, just like a, on a regular lease. But I definitely want to get one. Not in place of my Lexus, uh, but just in addition to. Um, however, <laughs> well, I better sell more than a, a few cars before I ended up getting another vehicle. But it, I mean, I'm really uh, this uh, Volvo has um, really uh, made a huge leap forward. Let me tell you something from what they used to be. Uh, they, I mean, they're winning Car of the Year. 
you know, European car of the year, world car of the year. I mean, the XC90, unbelievable. I mean, has tons of room in that third row. They really um, built the vehicle in a way where you can actually fit a, like a, a like a grown human back there, not just like a little, little kid. But um, so I've done two XC40s, uh, both orders, and then uh, I sold a couple uh, pre-owned uh, off-brand vehicles as well. And so, so things are kind of moving along. I'm getting going, learning the product slowly but surely, uh, getting to know the inventory. Lots of inventory at this store. We got three brands there, Jaguar, Land Rover, and Volvo. Uh, really big store, lots of pre-owned stuff, uh, off-brand stuff, lots of inventory, um, big operation going on. So I'm, I'm having a blast. It's a whole new experience. I love new experiences. And it's been a it's been a lot of fun, but tonight really felt good to finally deliver a car, sell a car, shake someone's hand, say congratulations, and they go on their way. That felt really really good uh, to do again. Um, it, you know, it's something that if you don't do it for a while, it seemed like man, maybe I'm not going to sell. Maybe this was a mistake. You know, I haven't sold a car in weeks. You know, and I felt like I just maybe I've lost my mojo. Maybe uh. You know, I've kind of, uh, you know, lost my way here. Maybe, um, you know, I had it. Now I don't, you know, but uh, it just takes some time to learn the process, to get used to the whole new environment, how things are done. Things are done differently there. Every dealership's different, you know, and I had well, I got really comfortable at Lexus with their system and how things go and the product. I know the product uh, not as well as maybe some, but I knew it enough to sell them pretty well, and I knew it a lot better than I do Volvo. I'm still learning a lot. There's a lot to learn. The, the XC40 is brand new. Um, I still have a lot to learn on the XC60. The XC90 is the big dog. That's the um, kind of like, like the RX. That's what sold the most. So I spent a lot of time checking out that that vehicle, learning about it. and uh, So I got to move on to the XC60, and then um, well, I've sold two XC40s, so I better learn that car pretty quickly. So I can uh, deliver those. I have to do my own deliveries, which I don't mind. I had to do that do that at Lexus, and I actually like delivering cars. It's fun to sit with the customer uh, because you've been dealing with them for, you know, maybe a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and you've built a relationship. And you're like, hey, this is where you, how you connect your phone. This is your navigation, you know, and it's just a nice nice thing. And uh, and so. Um, things are really moving along, but I got a super busy uh, weekend, which is why I'm doing the show by myself. Uh, Jason is back in town. He had a phenomenal time in Utah skiing, but there is a hockey game on, which means if there's a hockey game on, there is no way that I could pull him away to do a show. Not even remotely possible. If there's a hockey game on, it doesn't matter. Um, I hope that if he ever has children, they're not born during a hockey game because there's a possibility he won't be there. He will be watching the hockey game. <laughs> but I got a busy weekend. Two reasons why I have a busy weekend. Reason number one, it is Easter. And, uh, of course, Easter is a time for family and getting together. And uh, it's a holiday. Uh and so I have family time for the holiday, but it is Camila's second birthday Friday. So it there's actually two birthday parties. I have to go to one Friday night and I have to go to one Saturday and Saturday is the big one. So her actually her actual birthday is Friday the 30th. And so we're going to have a little kind of just family get together for her actual birthday which is actually turning two. And then Saturday is the big party, and it is bunny-themed. She loves bunnies. This isn't just because her birthday is on Easter, basically, or close to Easter. She loves bunnies. She carries bunnies around. Um, she'll have two or three of them in her arms at all times. She just, like, loves them. So she's having a bunny-themed party. And let me tell you that this girl is so like, I, I'm, I look at what they, I'm like, mom, you never did this stuff for me. Not even remotely was any of this done 
for like it's it's bullshit. Like, come on. Like, I feel like what was there something wrong with me? Like, I think like my birthday parties, I had like a couple friends, maybe a, maybe a cake. I don't even know. I mean, we're talking like giant stuffed bunnies, um, bunny gift bags, bunny this, just tons of people. I and the other day I was with my family, and they were talking about something. And they so they were talking about like live animals or something. I'm like, what what the fuck are you guys talking about? And apparently, they're gonna have real live bunnies at this party. And I'm like, gee, this girl's spoiled. This girl's done. She's done. I mean, spoiled. But guess what I did today? Speaking of spoiling her, because so today was my day off, and I had the majority of the day off, and I just had to go in in the evening to deliver this car for seven o'clock. And so I spent the whole first part of the day getting Camila gifts. And even though I had just said like how spoiled she is, I mean, maybe spoiled isn't the wrong word. It's just she's the first and only grandkid niece in you know, in the family, the first of my siblings to have a kid. I mean, the first kid among my siblings, right? And so it's understandable that we're all so excited and we all love her so much. And she is just the most amazing baby of all time. It's not like she doesn't deserve it. It's just, it's so crazy. Like last year for her first birthday, it was a Cinderella party. They had a real Cinderella uh, princess there, like Disney style. They rolled Camila in on this, in this like Cinderella ball horse, there wasn't a horse, but you know, like carriage. Okay, dressed in her Cinderella outfit. Like, I mean, we're talking big time here. That's like if for my birthday, they dressed me up as Superman and had someone fly me around the whole birthday party. I mean, so anyway, um, we're talking uh, real bunnies for this party, all that stuff. So I'm talking about her being spoiled, right? Well, guess what I did today? I went out and I'm just going to go to Barnes and Noble and I'm just going to get her like, you know, a couple books. Well, then I see a Peter Rabbit. Stuffed animal, and then I see a Peter Rabbit book, and then I see PJ Masks, which she loves, and then I see this this uh, this this Pittsburgh Easter Bunny book, and then Toys R Us is closing, so I thought, well, let me go to Toys R Us because they're like having a huge we're closing sale. They're probably blown it out, so I went in Toys R Us, which I can't believe Toys R Us is closing. I I haven't been in a Toys R Us in years because I'm a grown man, but. I went in there and I thought, this is horrible. This is so tragic that young, so that children are not going to be able to enjoy going to a toy store like that anymore. I mean, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, there's stuff in here that you're not going to find at Target, you're not going to find at Walmart. Yeah, you might be able to find it on Amazon, but would you even know to look for it? Like, there was actually what I wanted to get her, but I didn't because it it was very involved, and it would be something more that I'd want to buy, like, this sounds dumb, but maybe with my mom there just to see, get my mom's advice, you know, is this something that uh, she would really use or whatever, but it's kind of like this really cool, like, playhouse, and you get these little they're like critters or something i forget what it's called i should have i should have taken a picture or uh, written it down but you get these little animal like figurines and you, you they they sell them in like little scenes and you you know what i mean and you like put them in the little house little area and it was so something i've never seen before something you're only going to see at a toy store and i just thought to myself like this 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 is going to be lost because it's not something that, that you would think to look for. It's something that you see when you walk around a toy store, like just like I did today. I didn't go for something. That, that's actually a lie. I did see a commercial for a Moana. Um, uh, it's not a Barbie doll, Barbie brand, but it's a Barbie kind of doll, like you know, like a, like a Moana doll. 
and you press something and she sings. I did go for that. I saw that on TV and I thought that was cool. So I I did kind of go for that one thing, but I walked around the whole store thinking, well, you know, I'm going to find something else or, you know, maybe I'll find something better than that or I don't know, better, just different, maybe something I think she'd like more. Um, I, I did a, I did a, end up buying the Moana though. I, I did find it. But I'm walking around the store thinking like I would never if I I would never think to 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 look for something like that for her or for any uh, kid or or you know for any present. And that's the nice thing about having a store is if you don't really know what you're looking for, or maybe you're going in for one thing, but you find a bunch of others. I mean, Amazon can maybe work that way because they put like things you also might like. They give you suggestions. But to me, Amazon is more like, oh, I want to get her that Moana doll. So I go to Amazon.com. I type in singing Moana doll. A bunch of shit comes up. I find the one that I want and I wait for it to get delivered. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go walk around Amazon.com, you know? And there's something that so bamboo. Um, I was at bamboo, and uh, Marcy was talking about this, and she has a son, and she heard that it was closing, and she was like, "It's just, it's just like, how are we gonna like reward our children? You know, like, hey, you got a great um report card, uh, you know, you got a gold star, you know, maybe you scored a touchdown, maybe you scored a goal or or hit a home run." Let's go to the toy store and you can pick out a toy. Now it's going to be, let's go on Amazon and you could pick. I mean, is it the same? Like, is there something going to be lost there? Or is this just the future? Is this just how it's going to be now? Let's get out the computer and find something for you to get. You know, because Walmart doesn't have the same selection. Target will never have the same selection because Toys R Us is a toy store. I mean, I was in there thinking I might go for myself. They had a big Star Wars section, a big Lego section. Like they had this big like Batman thing. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like I was thinking I'm going to have to go back for myself. Everything's marked down. Everything's priced to move. Maybe I'll get some shit for myself. I still like toys. Actually, they had a, a Darth Vader figure that I really liked. I love these. They sell like at Barnes and Noble. They sell these Star Wars uh, models. Uh, the actually, I almost bought one today for myself when I was there shopping for Camila. But I thought, Michael, control yourself. This is for Camila. Don't buy yourself a gift. This is Camila's day. But um, but. All this, all all I'm talking about right now comes down to the fact that I blew it out. I, I am her Nino, I am her godfather, and I'm, I'm her uncle, and I'm spoiling the shit out of her. So I'm, I'm only feeding all of this, you know. Now, I'm not the one who decided on getting live bunnies, but I, I can't wait for Camila to see the live bunnies. Because how she re- reacts to the stuffed animals, like, they, so they got these huge, huge stuffed bunnies for the party and i don't know if they're going to be gifts for the kids or if they're just going to be around i really don't know but they were in the library in my mom's house and camila loves to go in there to look at books camila loves books and she just takes books off the shelf sits on the floor and she goes nino chair you know chair for her i think i've mentioned before is just the universal word word for sit so she goes, Nino, chair, and she hits the ground where I'm going to sit, and then we look through books, and she just pulls any book off the shelf in the library. It could be a cookbook. It could be Catcher in the Rye. Uh, it could be you know a dictionary, a medical book, um, whatever it is, and she'll just stare at it. Whether there's pictures or not, she'll just look at the words, and she loves, loves books, but we... so. When I'm watching her at my mom's house, she'll go Nino and we'll go into the library and there were these four or five giant stuffed bunny rabbits and I thought she was going to like have like a seizure. She was so excited. She goes like bunny and she just goes over and starts like hugging them and grabbing them and so those aren't, those aren't even real. Those are toys. They're stuffed animals. So I can't imagine 
what she's going to be like when she sees a real bunny. Like, I think she might pass out. I think she might pass out. I honestly think this two-year-old is just going to hit the ground, you know, in excitement for seeing real real uh, bunny rabbits. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this weekend, but very busy. So tomorrow, like right after work, I have to Zoom right to see Camila for her real birthday party. And then Saturday after work, I have to go straight to her big party. And then uh, I plan on staying over my mom's house for Easter Sunday, where I'm sure we'll go to church, have brunch. Um, I know that there's some of Marissa's family from California coming in. I don't know if maybe they're flying back on Sunday. Not really sure. So, you know, I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of family time. And um, I'm hoping maybe, I'm hoping maybe to get, you know, one more car out before the month is up, you know, but however, you know, I just realized that, you know, this, this delivery for this one car was moved to Monday and that's, that's next month. So I just think, you know, maybe, maybe, um, I have one car deal for March. That's better than none, but, uh, um, I'm, I'll have, you know, a few, you know, already kind of in my pocket for next month and hopefully this weekend and the future weeks now that I'm kind of getting more up on the product and getting out there more, um, you know, I, I can maybe uh, squeeze a few out. But uh, uh, but anyway, so I'm really excited uh, for this uh, weekend. We got Easter weekend. We, we got we got Camila's birthday um, and we got things moving along nicely um, at my new gig. And um, so basically there's a lot. There's a lot that's been going on in the world. Okay. There there there's so much going on like every time I see my mom. Um she's always talking about this and she's talking about that. Cuz my mom is like like she's addicted to to the news. And I used to be addicted to the news. And I just just basically decided you know, I, I'm just I'm just too busy. Um, I'm just too busy to be addicted to the news. I don't have time anymore, and all of that stuff. However, she's always mentioning things that bring me back in. Of course, right now we have all of this stuff with these Parkland kids and the gun debate. And if you know me, I'm an avid shooter. I'm a member of the NRA. And um, I'm very pro-Second Amendment and gun ownership and stuff. You know, all of this is perpetuated by the liberal liberal media and CNN, okay? And um, basically, this is, not, this is not a gun issue, okay? This is a mental health issue, and I'm just going to leave it at that. That's what it is, okay? This is not a banning all guns issue. This is not um, anything of that nature, this is a mental health issue, okay? You just have to look at who's doing the shooting, and that's what matters. Because for every one of those kids, troubled kids or men or whatever, there's millions of responsible gun owners like myself. And there's always going to be these kids like these, these two idiots who are leading the, leading the way that are going to be persuaded by some liberal media outlet like CNN to become the face of really a false movement. Uh, because, the, you know, I, I really don't want to get into it because I'll, I'll just go on and on and on. And I want to talk about some other things. But the bottom line, mental health issue, not a gun issue. They knew about this crazy kid and they didn't do enough about it. Bottom line. That's all it is. Roseanne is back. How about that? I did not watch it. I do plan on watching it. Um, I feel like Roseanne is kind of, uh, you know, maybe banking on the pro-Trumpers to lift her revived sitcom to the top. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It is a middle-class family. It does represent a family that most likely would have voted for Trump. And 
she saw what happened to Tim Allen's show and what happens to any conservative show. And she's like, well, guess what? I'm just going to pick up all those fans and I'm going to have them watch the revived Roseanne show. Now, I am going to try to watch it, not because it has a conservative whatever, whatever she said. I liked Roseanne when it was on. I love John Goodman and I thought it was a good show. So I'll most likely watch it. And you know what? I wonder if the guy from The Big Bang Theory is going to be on it. Because he, he, you know who I'm talking about? Leonard? Because he was on it back in the day. And I wonder if, you know, he has time in his busy Big Bang Theory schedule to be on Roseanne again. I really wonder about that. Uh, so, So I'm on the website The Week. This is something that Amanda... Uh, Amanda Mason told me to uh, kind of look at. So I'm not sure if the week has any kind of um, political bent. Um, Most media does, but she kind of told me it's just, um, uh, you know, it's kind of more of just here's five, you know, basically here's like five or six or whatever top stories of the past week. It kind of seems like a little bit of a liberal bend, though, like America's made up gun culture. Uh, Mitt Romney is still not coming to the rescue. Is the anti-Facebook hysterica really about, uh, I'm sorry, hyster- hysteria really about privacy? So Facebook, they're in, a, they're in deep shit. Mark Zuckerberg's in deep shit. Everyone's like, delete your Facebook, delete your Facebook, delete your Facebook. But how else am I going to tell people that there's a new show? I mean, I, I heavily rely on Facebook, um, you know, for my professional pages my um, um, you know, car consultant, auto consultant, opera, my uh, podcast. I mean, I use Facebook a lot. Maybe, maybe I should figure out something else. You know, maybe that is what I should be doing and getting and get rid of uh, Facebook. I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been. I mean, I've never liked it. I I don't like Zuckerberg. Okay, he's a weenie. He's a pecker, but. I, I use it because it's like, what else am I going to do? MySpace? And then here's another one that, you know, kind of makes me think, um, you know, we, we might have a bit of a liberal bent here. The Parkland kids versus conservative snowflakes. These conservatives just want a safe space from protesting teenagers. Well, that's a liberal bend if I ever heard one. And then there was one here, Stormy Daniels, American Hero. This is the ballad of working class girl from Baton Rouge who outfoxed a Manhattan billionaire. Well, guess what? I would have banged her as well, so I don't really care. I mean, how can we, how can anyone in politics really talk about who he may or may not have slept with, with when the Democratic Party is beyond famous for politicians who sleep with women who are not their wives. One even did it in the Oval Office. So really, it's like it's like it's it, it's like when when two players uh, f- fight in hockey, they get penalized, but but the penalties, you know, cancel each other out. So it really doesn't matter. And, you know, I, I this used to be a bit of a political show. I used to talk a lot about politics. And then I got a job. And I just can't pay attention anymore. You know? I, I, I just can't. Most Americans think Trump will lose re-election in 2020. That's the, here, the five things you need to know. That's what Amanda told me to look at. Go to the week, theweek.com. Five things you need to know. Date set for meeting between leaders of North and South Korea. Can you believe it? Trump is president for a year, and he has North and South Korea talking. I tell people that I think within the next 10 years, they're going to be one country again. I don't think it's going to be peaceful. I think there's I think there's going to be a war, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be a big war. I don't think it's going to be like Iraq and Afghanistan, because we've learned from that, hopefully. I think it's going to be more like we go in there, fuck shit up, 
you know, take out Kim Jong Un and his and his cronies and reunite Korea. I think that, but you know, maybe it'll be more peaceful. But I don't see how Kim Jong Un is going to. I mean, I'm not sure what what this meeting is about. I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish, because in my opinion, the end game is getting rid of the crazy Kim Jong Un and having one Korea. That to me is the only solution because I don't know how in this day and age we allow a crazy person like that to even be a leader of a country when his people are starving and dying and he is fatter than I am. I I saw somewhere that there was a train in North Korea full of wine going to Kim Jong-un or something like that. That typical dictator shit. Nothing for my people. Don't do what I say, not as I do. It's what happens. All the communist kind of dictatorships and stuff, while their people are starving and being deprived, you're somewhere in your castle watching Western pornography and, you know, sucking on Italian wine or European wine. You know what I mean? Like, while everyone else is deprived. They, you know, they can't have Google, Facebook, they can't have the internet because all they're going to read is about how fucking crazy their their leaders are and how, you know, he actually isn't a god. He isn't a supreme being. He's just a fat Korean dude who we need to go and take out. Fired VA secretary claims he was ousted in privatization push. I know nothing about that. What's number three? Russia expels 150 uh, diplomats, including dozens of Americans, in tit-for-tat. Yeah, so apparently a bunch of countries have just been kicking Russian diplomats out of their countries, probably because Russia has never changed. Russia will never change until all of the former Soviets are dead. And that includes people like like Putin. As long as Putin is around, um, it's always going to be the same. It's always going to be KGB. It's always going to be the Soviet Union. It's always going to be um, the Iron Curtain. It's always going to be that because... He wants to bring back the former glory of the Soviet Union, and that's just how it is. Russia is Russia. You know, we don't have to fear them like my mom and our parents had to, but they're still, well, what I mean by that is about about nuclear war. Now that's moved over to the uh, North Koreans. Now we have to worry about But still, their crazy involvement in the world, their uncertainty, it's no, it's no, um, it's no surprise. And again, it's going to take a whole generational shift in that country for this kind of shit to go away. You know, as long as you have those old Soviet kind of guys still around, it's never going to change. And then number four, most Americans think Trump will lose re-election. Uh, but again, polled by CNN. Okay? Okay? All right, so let's see here. Majority of Americans polled by CNN think that President Trump will lose in 2020 bid for re-election. 44% of respondents expect Trump to be vanquished. A similar proportion said the same of former President Barack Obama and Bill Clinton at this point in their first term. 40% say Trump will win in 2020. The poll results were predictably high, or I'm sorry, highly partisan. A full 79% of Republicans uh, foresee a 2020 win for Trump, well, 87% of Democrats think he will uh, lose. Of course, Republicans strongly um, uh, back Trump for re-election, while, um, you know, the Democrats don't. Of course, it's all partisan. Okay, and baseball returns with historic all-team opening day. Uh, don't know what, what that means. Don't really follow baseball because I'm from Pittsburgh and we don't have a baseball team. We have a group of dudes who think they're professional baseball players um, owned by a guy who just needs the money from the baseball team to help him uh, keep snow on his ski slopes. But I think I think that's enough for today. Um, there's a lot going on. A lot of changes happening. I actually, well, no, it hasn't been a full year yet, but it's the one-year anniversary of me deciding to move back to Pittsburgh. I moved back at the end of May, so I'll have a 
kind of a one year anniversary uh, for my move on May May twenty second. Let let's see what show. Let's see here. So we're in March, April, May twenty second, which is a Tuesday. So we'll have a show there for you for my one year of returning. And, uh, you know, we're uh, at show 86. We're getting uh, very close, very close to 100 shows, 100 shows. And I have been thinking how how I want to celebrate and what I want to do for my 100th show. And, uh, oh, the Penguins won. Sorry, guys. I've, I know that Jason is... Uh, over um, in his abode uh, watching the game, and the Penguins beat the Devils in overtime. The Devils we always have trouble with, uh, but it looks like the Penguins were able to get them in overtime, which I'm super excited about. But uh, but I, I, have, um, I have been thinking, I have been thinking, I have been thinking about the uh, 100th, um, the 100th show, and I'm not quite sure you know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm thinking, you know, something pretty, pretty special. You know, what's interesting. I'm looking at the standings in the NHL and I do wish Jason was here because he would have a much better idea, but you know, you have the Atlantic division and you have, you know, teams clinching playoff berths, teams eliminated, and then you go to the metropolitan where we are and you have the New York Rangers and Island um, Islanders. They've, they've been eliminated. But Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, Columbus, New Jersey, and Carolina, th- there's there's nothing. I don't know. I guess we're so close in points, maybe, not really sure, that, you know, they we really don't know who's making the playoffs and who isn't. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I mean, you got in the Central Division, Nashville's going to the playoffs, Winnipeg, Vegas is going to the playoffs, the majority of the Pacific has been eliminated. Okay, so we got Vegas, Nashville, and, and Winnipeg. We got Tampa and, Bo- and Boston. But I, I guess the point is, is that maybe the points are so close that you really, you really don't know. You really don't know in our division who's going to be there. And I'm not sure if maybe, um, maybe this game against the. Uh, against the um, Devils, you know, maybe that's... Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, Penguins, 4-3. to three. We won in overtime. Yeah, maybe this is like a turning point game. I guess I'll have to ask Jason. Of course, if he was here, he would know immediately. But anyway, maybe um, it's, uh, it's almost 10 o'clock, so I'm thinking that he's not going to be in addition to the show because it's way too late. But I think that's enough for this show, TMPS86. Um, uh, we're going to wrap it up here um, under an hour. That's okay. I don't mind doing a short show. Don't really have much to talk about. Just um, uh, So just real quick, this family, all the little boys had these iPads. And you know, while the parents and I were doing the negotiating and all that stuff, uh, they were kind of keeping busy. And there was a lull in the negotiation, and they they had mentioned the game Fortnite, and I was like, you know, wh- what is this game Fortnite? And and uh, they were like, oh, you have to download it; it's like the biggest thing, and all this. And so I downloaded Fortnite, and um, I played it for one second, and I was like, no, nope, no, this is uh, I'm too uh, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm too old. This is beyond me now. If uh, it takes too much, I don't know what's going on. Now this is this is on my iPad though, so I don't know if it's better to play it on a console, Nintendo or whatever it's available for. But on the iPad, it's just I'm much more into my just point and click kind of games. Uh, I'm into this Idle Miner right now. I still play the Cats game, uh, C A T S, where you build these little contraptions and they fight. I don't know why, but some people read, some people build ships in a bottle. When I come home from a long day at work. I cannot wait to get into my sleeping shorts, get under the covers, and play my iPad games. That is like my crossword puzzle, my crocheting, whatever you do to relax. For me, it's iPad games. I'm telling you. Idle Miner, that is my thing right now. Go on the uh, Apple uh, store, whatever. 
idle miner. I, I'm into these idle games where you do stuff and then they make money and progress while you're not playing. Because what happens is in the morning, I play the game a little bit, then I get a shower. Then I'm gone for 10, 11, 12 hours. And when I get back, my miners have built up so much money, I get to upgrade everything. And then I go to bed for eight hours or whatever it is, six hours. Then I wake up and then I have a bunch of money. And then I tap a little bit and I go shower. I go to work for 10, 11, 12 hours and they've made tons of money. And then I get to go back. So it's not the kind of game that you really play for like an hour. You just play it for a little bit. You upgrade some things. So in 12 hours, when you come back to it, they've you know amassed a shit ton more money. And guess what I'm going to do after I'm done with the show? I'm going to edit the show, and then I'm going to save it. And then before I go to sleep, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Idle Miner, and I'm going to play my little cats game, and I'm going to play turrets, and I'm going to play Idle Balls. There's a game called Idle Balls because, honestly, that's what it is. It's a bunch of balls flying around, and they're idle. And that's just, that's another great thing about the names of these games is just what the kind of game is. Idle, it's an idle game. And then it's whatever it is, Idle Balls, Idle Miner. Uh, I saw Idle Farms. And you know me, I love my uh, Farmville. Farmville used to be my shit. I played Farmville like it was making me real money. And I just saw this Idle Farm game and I thought, Michael, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't can do it just stick with your miners and just just be the idle miner and don't get into idle farming because that'll just lead you down a whole whole path but um i think that's enough for today uh, everything's going great in my world and moving forward we will have jason on the next show uh, as soon as possible i want to hear all about his skiing trip in utah i saw some pictures um i still think if i went i probably would not have skied Skiing terrifies me. I don't really have a great center of gravity. I'd probably spend most of my time um, just eating shit, just falling. And uh, I would probably just spend the whole time in the lodge sipping on hot cocoa, talking to uh, cute girls in snow outfits with their skis. And uh, so that's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Michael Papinjak Show. For all your tailoring needs, head up to Chico Tailors at 133 West North Street, Butler, PA, 16001. Call them at 724-287-5814. Email them at info at chicotailors.com. Chico is spelled C-I-C-C-O. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment.